Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, just to name a few, I mean, obviously we've got uh, uh, Division coming out on the 15th. That's really like soon. We've got the Schneider Cut in March. We've got Falcon and Winter Soldier in March. We've got Loki in May. We've got Black Widow. We've got Eternals. We've got Godzilla versus King Kong. We've got uh, we've got The Conjuring Free. The Devil Made Me Do It. Oof, we've all been decimated. There's no one alive, or we're all ba- we're basically fucked. That is basically his message. And there's one. It also does make sense that in the future Earth is going to be fucked because that's what's happening. You know, just just ask Greta Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is, and sure, she loved this film. A good friend of mine who he watched it and he texted me in the middle of the night, and he said, "Do not watch this in Jesus' name." Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Flixers. This episode is particularly exciting because Deval. We are sitting in 2021. Oh my gosh, we got through the shit fest. That was 2020. We got through flipping COVID. Well, actually, no, I can't even say we've got through COVID because it's still going on, right? Wherever you look, man, the COVID Mm -hmm. news is still there. But listen, this is a COVID-free episode, folks. So we're not even going to... Well, actually, we might mention a little little bit about it. I've still got a little bit in my system. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Um, We're wishing you the internet wishes, yeah. Um, Hoping you get better. But listen, um, we were just speaking just before we hit record that there's so there's much stuff lot. going on right there's a lot i mean from i'm going to put out something on on social media about all the the good shows and movies that are going to be coming out but just to name a few i mean obviously we've got uh, uh division coming out on the 15th that's really like soon we've got the schneider cut in march we've got falcon and winter soldier in march we've got loki in may we've got black widow we've got eternals we've got godzilla versus king kong we've got uh We've got The Conjuring Free, The Devil Made Me Do It. Ooh, oh, that's going to be a horror film and a half. You've got Antlers. Antlers is looking like a really good yep. horror film as well. You've got, uh, I don't know if I mentioned Dune already. We've got Morbius. We've got Venom. I could sit here all day and talk about it. But <laughs> honestly, this year, there's a lot. And that's just the movies, the TV shows as well that are coming out as well. I, I didn't even mention Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> Come on. man. Yeah, there's come a lot. On. There is a come lot. On. There's a lot. Listen, the Flixsters, we've got our work cut out for us this year because we're going to be watching, we're going to be reviewing, we're going to be umming, we're going to be eyeing, we're going to be like, you know, laying into stuff. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some pretty, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some turkeys that we're going to watch as well. So over the next 12 months, we are going to be coming at you like before. And uh, we want you to stick with us on this journey because yeah, we want to kind of keep doing this for, you know, as long as possible because we enjoy it and we hope you're enjoying it. And with that being said, let's do some shout-outs. Our first shout-outs for 2021, Devel. Yeah, first shout-outs for 2021. And these are all in relation uh, to Wonder Woman 84. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So we, we saw that ourselves uh, about a week ago or so, and we reviewed it last week. And I'm telling you, a lot of people have been laying into this film. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know we, we reviewed it last week, and I think, obviously, it was like a first first sort of uh, viewing, and... You know, you know what? I think we, we could have actually the whole show could have been laid could have been us laid into this film because it was just a next level bad. And uh, King Dot Solani, she loves Wonder Woman. She loves DC actually. I think she's more DC than than Marvel. She did not like it at all. Very yeah. very disappointed. Cloud Watcher Uno, he's got his own 
He's got a podcast as well called Clive Watch Uno. Also got an Instagram page about eclectic music. So check that one out. But yeah, he didn't like it at all as well. Zakrov, our, our, our good friend Zakrov, who listens to the show every week. He was giving some other film recommendations as well, as, as well as also saying that he didn't like Wonder Woman. Some people didn't even finish it, you know? Yeah. A, a good friend of mine who he watched it and he texted me in the middle of the night and he said, <laughs> do not watch this in Jesus' name. Oh, that, that's gosh. what his words were. That's what he said. He didn't realise I'd already watched it, but he said, do not watch this film. And oh I, I, was watching it and I was watching some YouTube like video, videos, like taking the piss out of it. And it made me think, like, remember towards the end, Okay, guys, spoilers, but do you know what? I don't even care. Yeah, screw it. I'm sure, yeah, just don't watch it. But yeah, towards the end, maybe when maybe when uh, Wonder Woman was trying to get to Maxwell Lord and he was doing that kind of, you know, end of level boss shouting yeah. into the sky kind of thing and yeah. it was all windy and she couldn't get towards him. When you sit and think about that, yeah, hold on a second. You think, <laughs> hold on, Wonder Woman couldn't get to Maxwell Lord because it was windy. <laughs> the wind was blowing her away, yeah, yeah the wind from this artifact or from whatever he was doing was blowing her. When you think about that, Wonder Woman, she's fought Superman. She's fought Doomsday. She's fought Ares, the God of war. Wonder Woman can lift up tanks. And you're telling me a bit of wind is what stopped her from getting to him. When you sit and think about that, it's just a joke. And the whole turnaround, the thing that annoyed me about it was the whole turnaround. This guy, he's, he's power hungry. And all of a sudden he's just going to, I don't know. It's just her bit of whispering in his ear and stuff is just going to change. I, did, I kind of like was annoyed with that. But check this out. King Silani, she said, this is what I love about what she said. She said, I felt cheated by DC Comics. So many mm. people, so many people have said exactly that. Like if you go online and you go on Twitter and you read some of the stuff that people are saying, they feel exactly the same way that they are, they were cheated. And this is bad, man. When Wonder Woman, the first one was was kind of like highly rated. It did yeah, really it was, well. It was, yeah. I actually watched it again the other day and I, I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there you go. There you go. So what the magic that they had with that film is obviously lost in this one. And like, yeah, don't even, don't even get started on the whole cheater thing. But yeah, so like those guys, yeah, thanks for kind of like, you know, you know, talking to us about this because we love having that kind of little yeah. bit of a debate. And this nicely leads on to some of the movie news that we're going to speak about, Deval, which is about Wonder Woman. Yeah, again, we're ripping into it. I wonder if King Dot Solani was talking about Cheetah when she felt when she felt cheated, or was it just a pun? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four it rates the like really low, the lowest of the DCEU films oh, on bad. IMDb. And yeah, I mean the rating. Every time I see it, it goes down a little bit more. Uh, so we're at the moment on IMDb, Wonder Woman eighty four is uh, rated five point five. Oh my gosh, the other day it was five point oh. six. Yeah, so it's gone down again. I remember when when it was first uh, when it was first released, it was eight eighty something on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. It was certified fresh anyway. But I think that's the that's DC telling the journalists you better rate this high, and here's a check for you as well. Yeah, you know. So the Justice League that one was remember that one was being cast all the time. That's six point three. I mean, you know, <laughs> six point three. Well, Batman versus Superman, I think, is like six point something as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's six point something. But even when you think about it now, you think like, it's, it's actually not bad, you know, 6.4. So yeah. that's low in, in that respect. But Wonder Woman 84, yeah, the lowest rated IMDb movie, lower than Suicide Squad as well. I mean, come on, it's just... That's bad. And then there's more new, uh, movie news about it because obviously the third one has to happen. This oh, was always going to be a trilogy. Patty Jenkins from years ago 
was saying that, yeah, she's got the trilogy all eyed out. She knows what it's going to be. And uh, she better make sure she fixes up big time. She better invite Zack Schneider to come and write because, you know, that, I think that's one of the reasons why it was so shit. He wasn't involved in the writing. But uh, they're looking at bringing a big character into Wonder Woman uh, 3, and that's going to be Liam Neeson. This is all a oh, rumor, by the way. But, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know, lightning can strike twice in the same place, pun intended. Because he was also Zeus in, remember, Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, Released yeah. Released the Kraken. So he's been Zeus before. He's got the suit in his wardrobe. I'm sure it still fits him. And uh, I'm sure he'll, yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't say no to that, would he? And just remind me again, what's the connection between uh, Wonder Woman and Zeus? Is what she's his, no, how, how, how was that again? They're daughters of Zeus, are they or what? I can't remember. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, the, the, the old gods, uh, they, they're quite randy, isn't it? They always, they always came and <laughs> mated with, I say mated, they're humans. They came and had sex or yeah. relations with different people. So Wonder, Wonder Woman is a demigod. And I believe, I'm not sure if it was Zeus, but I think maybe it was, but uh he had uh relations with queen hippolyta right uh and then obviously you know wonder woman came out uh so i think that's a story anyway but yeah so i think there's she has got you know god lineage in her blood that's why she's wow. so strong obviously that's so, mad yeah. that is mad but yeah the big news there is folks that it's not doing great and just on that patty jenkins she was being interviewed and she, apparently she came out and she said um she had to put a foot down you know the opening scene you know there's a a fight scene in the beginning where wonder woman she kind of um deals with some guys they were robbing something in the mall do you remember that one? Oh yeah 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 and then before that, you have the scene where she's a little kid and she's doing that race thing. Yes, um, yes. Apparently, she had to put her foot down and say, no, these two scenes, they have to be in the movie. But apparently, DC, uh, Warner Brothers, they, they didn't want the beginning bit. They didn't want, um, you know, the whole thing in... Um, oh, in yeah. It, her as a kid thing. They didn't want it for some reason. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I don't know. That's I mean, a bit mad, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a nice little. I guess it's like a lesson to show you shouldn't you shouldn't cheat. You should cheat. work for everything because in, in in the I guess everyone in the film they they just want stuff and not have to work for it. Yeah. So that's that kind of message, you know. But uh, I heard also as well that you know this film only had you know, Wonder Woman eighty four only had one deleted scene. Everything else was put in there. Is it? Wow. <laughs> only one scene was deleted out. And that's why the film is two and a half hours long. And that's why there's so many so probably dry scenes in there that just should have come out. The film oh should have had, should have been, this should have been the one that, that, that you know, that uh, Warner Brothers executive came and said, yep, this needs to be under two hours. This was <laughs> yeah. the one to do it. Cut it. Yeah, Not, exactly, exactly. You know, so, but yeah, this is just, it's just a big mess. And it's a shame because Wonder Woman is still my favorite Justice League character. Yeah, I still love the way she fights. I still love her attitude. I, like, I liked it when she first showed up in Batman, Superman, and, the, and she was and fighting music. Doomsday. Yeah, and then she like, you know, when she gets hit, she does a little smirk and she goes mm. back again for round two. Like, she's a proper fighter. I love that about her, but yeah. we didn't get that in 84, so. Damn. Yeah. So the other rumour thing is that, you know, this is this has to be set in modern day. So in 20, it's got to be yeah. set in the 2020s now. So yeah. 
you know, what we'll find out what's happened to us since 1984 to kind of like, you know, 2024, mm. whenever, you know, it comes out. But anyway, let's let's move on to some other DC news. Uh, the Flash, now, Devado, the Flash movie is happening, isn't it? Because we've already spoken about this Ezra Miller, he's going to be Barry Allen. And what I loved about this whole thing was the joining of the multiverse was Ezra Miller meeting the Flash, Barry Allen on the TV. So on the on the Arrowverse Flash, so that was great linking up in um, Elseworlds or or can't remember what it was called now but they linked up but what's going on with the actual flash movie yeah it's about to start filming you know in april uh about three four months time here in the uk so i'm not sure uh what that means exactly is in why it's filming in the uk but you know a lot, a lot of films these days big budget films film in the uk a proportion of the film for tax relief so that might be the reason there but uh, but also i guess uh uh, you know, with these films, they're, they're universal. They can go in any country at any time. But yeah, it's just good to hear that it's actually going to start filming. Ezra Miller's going to be involved, as you just said. Ben Affleck, uh, Michael Keaton are also confirmed as well. Yeah. They're, they're on IMDb, so it's going to happen. Uh, directed by Andy Muschietti, who did who brought us uh, It yep. 1 and 2. So this one's going to be very, very interesting because like you said, it's going to, uh, you know, dip into different multiverses and uh, this, the speed force is going to be involved and, you know, it's just going to be a bit crazy. So this one could have massive implications uh, to, the, you know, the rest of the DCEU. Maybe with this film, he might be able to run so fast that he wipes Wonder Woman 84 from all existence. Ooh, you know, that could happen <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, man, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, anything can happen. And like, listen, we've already heard rumors. You heard it on the Flixers, folks. You know, Henry Cavill. You know, he wants to play the role again. He could come back. You know, maybe as kind of like a cameo or something. Yeah. So maybe this leads yeah. into a whole new kind of multiverse where there is. Yeah you know, Henry Cavill back as Superman. And like you said, yeah. you know, Ben Affleck's going to be coming back again as well. So yeah, yeah man, this is great. I'm looking forward to like that. Like a Brandon Roof. Brandon Roof might come back as, you know, Superman, Superman Returns. Because as we see, there's different versions of the same character. So it could, you know what, this could be really interesting. You know, if they do it yeah. right, yeah, and this right. new guy Tyler, I don't know what his surname is. Uh, so this guy called Tyler, he's he's the new Superman on the TV screen. So he, that's Lois and Clark. Oh, yeah. oh that, my gosh! Yes, oh, I, so, I you know what? The, the fact you mentioned that. Oh, I've, I've, that's another thing. I've got. Uh, I, I'm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, that's another so thing. That I, I just don't like the look of. I, I know. know. If you see, I know, I know I shouldn't cuss people, yeah? I'm not cussing. But I don't but like it. It's just like weird. <laughs> I know. I know exactly what you mean. That Lewis is just, no. <laughs> I know, <laughs> man. Why? Why? Look at another Lewis. She looks like his you know, mum. It's, it's so true. It's so true. And you know what? She's on the same level as what I thought Kate, Kate Bosworth was for um, Superman Returns, man. <laughs> His mum vibes, man. Like, so who, 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 who this is not Lois level Lois? Nah. No, no mm. way. She's not. I know, I'm man. Like, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. Recast that. One. Recast that shit <laughs> and give us the real Lois Lane, man. Seriously. Yeah, she was annoying. Exactly. All right. So listen, so that's the flash and we'll keep you, you know, clued in with all the other DC stuff. But let's speak about Love and Thunder Devaldo. This is oh, happening. Oh. What's going on here? Yeah, so it's going to start filming again. Uh, this is going to ha start happening from this week, actually. Chris Pratt uh, goes to Australia to begin filming Love and Thunder, uh, otherwise known as 4-4. Four, four. Mm. And uh, he's mentioned that he's going to be in this. Uh, and there's also rumours that this could be another sort of a 
Captain America Civil War level oh. movie. Yeah, so that so. was like a uh, Avengers 2.5 almost, some people are calling it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because yeah. there were so many Avengers in it, and this could be another one like that. We're seeing, uh, you know, uh, Christian Bale come as Gore, the God Butcher, a massive character. Te- uh, Tessa Thompson's back in it. Natalie Portman got a, a, a massive, massive cast. Even Jamie Alexander's coming back as Lady Sif, you know? So these are all big characters, and it, it just looks like this one could be a big, big movie. So, yeah, they're going to start filming for a release in February 2022, which is only just over a year ago, a year's time, sorry. So it's not that that long away. So I'm looking forward to this one. I mean, Gore the God Butcher is a big character. He's like, you know, like Odin is scared of him. Oh, <laughs> you shit. Know? So, this is yeah, mad. They're going to need some help. Exactly, you're going to need some help. Uh, all right, okay, tell us about some other rumours in the uh, Marvel world. Another rumour is, uh, this one came from our good friend Emmanuel, who gives us lots of information. Yeah. And uh, he mentioned that uh, there could be an appearance or a mention of uh, Wolverine uh, in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is coming out oh. in March on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of news, uh, a, bit, a lot of murmurings about, you know, some of the Disney Plus shows slowly drip feeding and you know just slowly bringing in other characters that you know are going to be a big influence in the mcu so wolverine is part of uh, you know weapon x part of you know the government sort of testing or trying to replicate the the uh the uh the hulk sort of uh serum uh and obviously from that they got super soldier serum and and, and so on so, you know, who, who do we know that's involved in stuff like that? Yes, yeah, it's uh, uh, General Ross. Yep, yeah. Uh, no, not General Ross, what's Stryker. his name? Striker, Striker. No, the other one, the other one that's, uh, that, was, that was chasing Hulk. Uh, what was his name? Yeah, he was in a, a, a Civil War as well, wasn't he? Yeah, sorry, Ross. Yeah, Ross. Is it Ross? So it is Ross, I'm getting mixed yeah, up here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so it's Ross, yeah, yeah. Thunderbolt Ross, that's the one, isn't it? Yeah, so him, yeah. So he's also been involved in, in trying to recreate that. We saw that in... Uh, Incredible Hulk member with uh, um, abomination. abomination, exactly. So we know he's involved in that, and in the, in the comics and cartoons, he puts the serum inside himself, and he becomes Red Hulk. So that that's maybe the reason why you know there could be you know hints at there being a Wolverine mention in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I so. mean, they're going to try and recreate Winter Soldier uh, uh, Captain America because they want one that you know the the, the government can control, which is why we're going to get. What's that one's called again? Oh, US agent. Uh, US agent, exactly. So there's a lot going on with this, you know. And it looks like, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier are going to be doing a lot of investigating, you know, mm, and going like around that. the world and all sorts. So, yeah, it's interesting, this one. So this one could give us a few Easter eggs for a lot more. I, I think so. And remember, they need to start teasing out the X-Men, right? So we know about kind of this talk about the Fantastic Four and, you know, we know that in the Eternals, they could they could lay the groundwork for how the the x-men came about and stuff like that so all this stuff is going to be coming out and i'm pretty sure starting from january the 15th man there's going to be so many easter eggs to kind of Mm. get through so we will definitely let you know about that and speaking about the eternals what is Mm. there's some big news there right this is a big one but at the same time do take this with a little bit a little bit of a pinch of salt but there is some uh sort of rumors flying around that in eternals which is due to come out in november 2021 uh that galactus and or Silver Surfer may be mentioned or 
refer to or you know show up who knows but Whoa. you know the eternals are a very very ancient people they were around from like you know the the uh the i want to say immortals <coughs> i want to say immortals or the, the the people that thanos's people came from and the, the celestials that's what that's the the celestials, word. So yeah, the celestials yeah. yeah so and then obviously thanos's people were linked to that as well uh, they go around, you know, sparking up civilizations and different planets and the Eternals were around first and they've been dormant for all this time, hiding in plain sight. So, you know, things like Galactus and Silver Surfer are, you know, they're, they're universal. They, they just, they're everywhere. And, you know, an ancient civilization may know of, you know, people like that. So there's this mention that maybe the Eternals in their sort of, you know, the history of where they've come from, they may mention Silver Surfer or Galactus. I wow. hope they don't try and bring these characters in too soon or, you know, because Galactus is not a character who <laughs> you can deal with in one film. No. If he's going to be around, he needs to stick around and come come back and go and come back and go and stuff. So, mm, yeah, so mm. that's, 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 like I said, a pinch of salt, but it could happen in Eternal. So look out for that one. Yeah, and there's rumours as well. I mean, I'm not pretty sure. I mean, I haven't been on the IMDb page, but they're saying Harry Styles has been cast in Eternals as well. Or he, he's, he's got a role oh. in it as well. This guy's he's okay. popping up everywhere. He is, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, now let's, let's, go, let's get back to uh, movie news with some horror news. This time now, Devalda, remember, remember, we've always kind of mentioned The Exorcist movie, that movie from the 1970s, which freaked the shit out of me when I was a kid when I watched it. And it's got some really, really nasty bits in there. But check this out. They, they kind of went back to that kind of franchise. They, they try to do like um, an Exorcist 2, an Exorcist 3, and we've spoken about that on the show before. Then they did a prequel, which was made in 2005, which was really poorly received. Uh, William Friedkin, the director, he tweeted just recently, I think it was like December the 16th, he said, no amount of money, mm. there, there could be no amount of money that would get me to make or put my name towards another Exorcist movie. So people are thinking, oh shit, man, we're not going to see William Friedkin do another Exorcist movie. However, Blumhouse Films are actually going to be making an Exorcist sequel. And the guy that they've got, check this out, the guy that they've got is someone called, um, let me make sure I get his name right, because David Gordon Green, he directed Halloween. Remember 2018, the movie that, the oh, review, the review, the, the movie oh, review yeah, that I yeah, always yeah, crack yeah, up yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he directed that movie and Blumhouse have somehow got the rights off Warner Brothers or whatever they're going to do, because I think Warner Brothers have got that. And um, okay. yeah, they're going to do, they're going to bring back Exorcist. So man, this is going to be good, I think. Blumhouse. Wow, yeah, it's in good hands. If it's in Blumhouse hands, it's in good house, good hands. But that's really powerful. What the uh, <laughs> previous director said—he's not going <laughs> to any money. That means he's really passionate and really protective about about Exorcist because it is something that you know spans generations. 
Yeah, so man. wow, he's he's serious about that. But yeah, exactly. I mean, Blumhouse should do a good job. I think so. But I reckon they do a good job. And and for people who haven't seen The Exorcist, I mean, seriously, this is a, you know it's a shit scary movie, and there's some scenes in there which are quite graphic, which you just have to kind of watch. Just take our word for it. Go out and watch it. Uh, and okay, finally, now do you remember Devado? This movie it came back since the pandemic, so since about March, April time of of last year, Contagion, that Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah about a virus that gets released and basically decimates, you know, the whole of mankind. It had Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, um, um, what's his name? Um, Bourne was in it as well. Bloody, I've forgotten his name. Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon is in it. How, like, you know, big, big, you know, varied cast. Well, Steven Soderbergh apparently is working on a sequel to that movie. And it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because he... His movie back in 2011 spoke about a pandemic that could destroy humanity. And although obviously in real life that hasn't happened to the extent that it happened in the movie, I guess it makes sense for him to kind of revisit that whole scenario because it, hap- it did happen kind of like in real life. It is happening in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's going to be powerful, you know. It's mad, isn't it? So yeah. basically, so Steven Soderbergh, he's kind of, uh, you know, okay. been on record. He said, I've got a project in development. And um, he says he's calling it a philosophical sequel to Contagion, but in a different context. So you'll kind of look at the two of them as a kind of paired, but very different hair colors. So these are his words. This is Soderbergh's hair, you know, words. You know what, man? It's interesting. So you kind of watch Contagion and you think, shit, man, this is mirrored in real life. And then it'd be interesting to see kind of what happens with... I don't know, the aftermath of that, people dealing with the pandemic, what happened once you get a, a vaccination, does it really go away? I don't know, we're going to have to find out really, isn't it? Yeah, I know one person that's uh, had it so far, he said there was nothing to it and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's still early days, you know, in the whole sort of phase of rolling out vaccinations and stuff and monitoring and all that. And I've heard some rumours and some cases where people have, you know, had, you know, actual things happen to them, you know, yeah, like bad yeah. things with their health, you know, loss of this or loss of that, or, you know, being hospitalized. So you just never know, but you just don't yeah. know. I've, I've asked, but I've asked people and I've said, would you take the vaccination as it is right now? And you know what? A lot of people said no. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, oh man, it's just pretty, pretty tough. But listen, folks, that's your movie news for uh, for this episode. And obviously, you know, check in with us again for next week's episode. We're going to bring you more movie news. But let's check out Box It Watches, Devado. What's happening there? Yeah, I've got a couple of quick, quick ones to talk about. And they're both really, really, really good. Nice. The first one is called Unbelievable. This is on Netflix, uh, eight episodes. Uh, and it's uh, based on true events, actually. Uh, and it's about a serial rapist that goes around uh, raping women in America. And uh, this, the story also follows a young, uh, a young girl, actually, who is uh, raped by this person. And uh, she, she's go- she goes through a, a, a whirlwind of all kinds of emotions and all kinds of stuff. And She's first, she says it, you know, it happened. Then she says it didn't happen. Then she says it happened, didn't happen. And it is one big mess. And her life is flipped, turned upside down. Uh, and it sort of follows her journey through it. But also, uh, Tony Collette is one of the police detectives who are trying to find this rapist. Uh, and 
she's really good in this, as well as another uh, actress called Merritt Weaver. Uh, and they are both like, you know, dynamic duo trying to find this guy who is like, according to like what they say, he is like meticulous in, you know, making sure that he doesn't leave leave any clues or anything like that. So it's really, really hard to find him. So in the, in the eight episodes that you watch, it's just a proper like cat and mouse chase trying to get this guy. And I'm not going to say what happens in it, but yeah, it's a really, it's powerful, obviously powerful subjects, uh, but it's really well made. And I think worth a watch. It's only one, one season. So that's it. Wow. But that yeah, sounds really good. Really, really, really good. good. Yeah. It is. It's really good. Honestly, it's really good. And the time, uh, they flip between different times as well in the show, which is interesting as well. But yeah, it's a really decent show. Really decent. Wow. Um, Next one is one called Industry, which just came out uh, in November. And I just got around to watching it uh, just a few, well, about two weeks ago. Uh, Industry is a, a show about uh, young graduates uh, that sort of come up in the financial uh, industry in, uh, in, in London. And, oh my gosh, this one is like, it's just crazy. I mean. It's, first of all, it's uh, starred, or the people that star in it, uh, Mahala Herod, who's a young actress. I think she's only been out for two years or so, hardly like, literally got anything on her IMDb, but she's really good. Marissa Abella, uh, David Johnson. We've also got Ken Lung in this one, and he's been in X-Men. Uh, he was in X-Men Last Stand. Is it? He's okay. Been in, you know, he's been in a bunch of stuff, back from, you know, he's been in Sopranos, he's been in Lost. He's been in Star Wars, actually. He's been in quite a lot of stuff. He's like the sort of, you know, seasoned vet in this show. But yeah, this show is about, it's all about young bankers in the, in the trading sort of trade, you know, in, uh, investment banking industry. They're all like 22 years old, come out of uni, doing like a graduate scheme thing. And they all want to succeed by any means necessary. Sure. And it's about the mad shit that goes on, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll that goes on behind the scenes people that are working too hard and have to take drugs to, tr- to try and stay awake and, you know, how it affects them, the relationships, people sleeping with this person, that person, you know, trying to sleep with clients. And it, it is crazy. Sounds These good. Kids are, it's really good. Eight episodes on BBC or HBO. HBO, need I say more? It's going to be it's great. It's so raw. Some of the sex scenes in this, you think to yourself, oh my gosh, they're actually having sex, aren't they? It is wow. crazy. It is really good, but it's really good. But yeah, if you can watch that one, give it a watch. It's really, really good. But even though it's based in London, there are a few American actors in there as well. So it's quite diverse. So yeah, give that one a go. Industry. Brilliant. That sounds good, man. I'm going to put that on the watch list. Now let's check out what's coming out on streaming or some new trailers and stuff. Now this one is, a lot of people have been speaking about this. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but this is Death to 2020. What is this? Yeah, this is like a sort of Netflix special. Uh, taking a look back at the sort of mad events of 2020, but in a sort of comedic perspective. So you've got people like Samuel L. Jackson, you've got Hugh Grant, you've got Lisa Kudrow, you've got Camille Nanjigani. Yep. You've got uh, a few other comedians as well and actors. Uh, Martin uh, Lawrence Fishburne's in it as well. Wow, bloody hell. <laughs> you've got quite a few people uh, sort of in it. Uh, Charlie Brooker uh, is yeah. the creator, and this is the same guy who did Black Mirror. So this is the one that I think we 
sort of mentioned that he might be involved in. But yeah, it's a bit of a satirical look on the events of 2020. Obviously very serious, but also lots of mad, crazy events, funny events as well. So that's the kind of uh, sort of spin that they're sort of taking on it. So I've not seen it yet, but I heard it's interesting. It's only an hour and 10 minutes. So it's like right. a one, one time watch kind of thing. So yeah, this is on there. So if you guys need something to do while you're on lockdown, pretty much everyone is, then, you know, <laughs> look, look, watch Death to 2020. Yeah, man. Now this next one, Deval, we spoke about this probably about a month ago. And this is, again, another BBC production, man. BBC, man, they are they're really going for it with some of these uh, programs. But yeah, Black Narcissus. So we kind of saw the trailer. I mean, I saw the trailer and it was interesting about these nuns. They were in a remote place in, in near the Himalayas or something like that in Tibet or Nepal. I can't remember exactly where it was. And loads of shit goes down, right? There's like, like, like sex and there's intrigue. There's kind of like drama and all this stuff going on but yeah what can you tell us about it yeah you're right it is, it is in the himalayas and you're right it's a, a bunch of nuns that go there to try and open up uh or i guess sort of do up this uh, old building to make it a sanctuary for people in the area and yeah it's starred by Gemma atterton uh who's really good she's been in many stuff before uh, uh ashling francosi who's a really good up-and-coming actress she was in uh, uh she was in the show that i watched called The Fall uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, also Nightingale, really good film of a sort of Aboriginal, sort of Australian. Uh, can I ask a question, actually? Maybe you might know. Yeah. I was talking to my cousin the other day about Australia and, you know, Aboriginal people and stuff like that. And she said to me, oh, no, no, you can't say that anymore. It's uh, now the term is, is uh, first generation oh, or something. Or, f- first people. Oh, first people. So that's the right, that's the right term now. First yeah, people. First people. Okay. Yeah. But you know okay. what? I mean, you know what? I, uh, but then again, I've got to say that I've heard loads of Australians use the word Aboriginal people. So. Oh. Maybe it's one of those ones that take time to. To filter through in, in and bank. like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. That afflicts his black ahead of the curve. Exactly. So first know. people. Yeah. First, first nation. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think first. it's first, first nation people. And, um, okay. yeah. So, um, or, but I hear a lot of people say, uh, indigenous people, indigenous oh, languages. Okay. And like, I, I've even heard people say like, you know, Aboriginal people as well, but yeah. So okay. yeah, if, if it's obviously no offense, if we've, if we say yeah. it and like, you know, we didn't, obviously there's no offense meant by any of that, but yeah, I think it's yeah. uh, a lot of people here, they say, first people first nation people okay cool over there, over there to school there obviously we've got the teacher we've got to dish it out to people we've got to teach Devaldo. come yeah, on days over never never I've only seen one episode so far but it's a very sort of strange I wouldn't say it's totally horror but there's horror elements to it there's drama elements to it, but it's very strange and dark and just very weird. So it's quite intriguing. Even the title itself is such an intriguing title. That's why I had to watch it. So I'm still going through it. I'll, I'll let you guys know how it is once I get through it. Is it, man? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's, it's kind it's of strange. One. That's all I can say. It's strange. That's all yeah, I can say. It, it did. I, I kind of did get that vibe, kind of like mystically, kind of like suspenseful mm. type of a thing. All right. Now, here's a program that I want to speak about, and I, I think people should go out and see it. I've only actually seen the first episode of this, so I don't know how the other episodes are, but you can catch all the episodes right now on BBC iPlayer in conjunction with Netflix. Now, the thing is... I think what's going to happen is they're going to make they're going to wait until uh, a period where you know it's it's out there, and then I think this is going to come out on Netflix in North America and stuff. Um, 
So if you can wait for this, um, please do. But this is called The Serpent and it's based on a true story and it stars a guy called Taha Rahim. He's this French actor and he plays, the, the story on this is crazy by the way, he plays Charles Sobraj, all right? So he's, so this guy is a real, he, he was a real, he is a real person. He was Vietnamese Indian who was a kidnapper, was a mugger and a murderer in the 70s and the, sto the story is absolutely mad. He basically went from robbing people, robbing hippies, robbing, going from country to country in Southeast Asia, like say, for example, uh, Vietnam, uh, Thailand, India, Nepal, all these different places. He'd rob people, he would murder people, and then eventually he got caught and then he was kind of sent to prison. So this program called The Serpent, his nickname, the media gave him this nickname, The Serpent, because he 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 evaded the the authorities like you know in so many different uh, countries he would lie to people he had a fake passports he would get away you know from all these different people so uh the serpent is the telling of his story about how he began how it all happened and his eventual obviously capture and like you know so on and so forth it also stars olivia coleman who's this british actress we've seen her in lots of things the crown doctor who she's really great and everything but yeah you know what it's really interesting it's set in the 70s so you know sideburns flares Tash, you know, um, you know those those you know fashionable sunglasses that everyone seems to be wearing all over the place, like in twenty twenty one. So it's got all of that going for it. I think it might turn out to be actually overall like pretty good. So if you like your true stories, you know your crime stories, this is pretty good. The only thing that I have issue with is this, right, Devaldo? They cast a French actor to play a Vietnamese Indian. And, you know, when we're in this kind of day and age where, you know, people kick up a stink about, oh, like, you know, flipping Gal Gadot is, is you know, you know, playing Cleopatra and stuff like that. And like, you know, and I'm thinking, well, listen, all right, if, the, if that's, if, you know, if people are getting pissed off about that, well, where was the outcry about casting like a French actor playing a Vietnamese Indian? I'm, I'm pretty sure there are Asian actors out there who could have done this role. Yeah, So it's just, it's just a bit weird. So that was the only thing that was a bit weird because I was like, well, hang on, you've, you've picked a French guy. Okay, they've put a bit of makeup on him. They've kind of darkened him up a bit, but come on. That's like, serious. Like, you oh know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just like... Come on, BBC, you could do better than that. So, um, and I'm I'm sure there are Asian actors out there who are who are like fantastic and who could have done the role. So yeah, I mean, it's all kind of you know that's just kind of a little bit of a side note. But yeah, it's called The Serpent. It's on BBC. You can watch it, and uh, I think yeah, you should. And the next one, okay, I got to mention this. I haven't seen it just yet, but it's on my watch list. This just was released a couple of days ago. This is Cobra Kai season three. This was the show that YouTube, that Google, actually bought the rights to, and they put out seasons one and two on on the the Google Play service or whatever they had, the YouTube service. And then I don't think a lot of people watched it. So then Netflix, they bought the rights, and they pump some money into it so they've obviously brought out season three i can't wait it's that whole story about you know daniel uh, larusso and the other guy like you know what happened to those guys after the events of karate kid and it's you know what it's really good devaldo i don't think you've seen Ooh. it right you, you haven't seen no, it have I'm, you? Not, I'm not seen it yet no if you've got the time i know there's a lot of stuff that we've got to watch 
But yeah, man, if you can kind of weave it in there somehow, it's, it's funny. It's, the episodes are only like about 25 minutes long. It's, you know, not taxing enough. But, you know, they've got that kind of nostalgia going for them. Like, you know, that if you were a fan of the Karate Kid movie and, you know, you want to find out what happened to those guys, definitely it should be on your watch list. And also, just quickly, I want to mention this one, Alice in Wonderland. This is a Japanese production and um, it's this kind of weird uh, Hunger Games meets Saw meets Battle Royale type of a show where this kind of event, um, some crazy event happens and three friends, they're the only ones left in Tokyo and they've got to basically go through a number of games and they've got to survive those games. If they don't survive the games, they can die in the games and they team up with other people as well. It's mad, it's crazy and you know what? Yeah, man, I actually think it's quite all right. It's called Alice in Wonderland and it's only like about 10 episodes long. I'm on episode number eight, so I'm going to finish that. If you've got time, watch that as well if you can, folks. And that's it. Mm, interesting. Okay, nice one. Yeah. All right. What are we doing next now, Devado? Anniversary Corner. Okay, so, um, yeah, man, we've got some great movies for you, folks. So this is from 10 years ago, 2011. That sounds so weird. Apollo 18. Yeah, so this is, <laughs> well, it's, it's decades old found footage from NASA's abandoned Apollo 18 mission where the astronauts were sent uh, to, I think it's the sort of the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Well, yeah, some some region of the moon uh, that they weren't supposed to go to, I guess. And uh, it's all kind of, uh, this one This one was kind of like the horror-ish version. Version, right, of yeah. The, of the mission. <laughs> Space is a treacherous place, you know. I mean, just yet alone, the, the fact you're in, you know, the vacuum, which means nothing is in there, no air, no warmth, no... Nothing, you know, even if you were to like die in space and scream, your sound would not even travel. It's mad. It's like when you think about space, it's actually very, very scary. Yeah. But this one, yeah, this is about, it's, it's kind of like found footage, uh, like a film, of, a found footage film where everything you see is sort of looking through the camera's lens and they go into part of the, uh, like a secret mission on a moonwalk that wasn't really, you know, like, wasn't all, it wasn't all pretty, like, you know, Neil Armstrong's one. Where the whole world was watching. No, this one was just for the. <laughs> this one was just for the VIP, like just because they knew shit could go wrong. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a secret expedition to go to a region of the moon that's been unexplored, and it's yeah, it's, it just it it kind of reveals itself that they shouldn't be going there. They shouldn't right. be exploring certain parts of the moon. I'm pretty sure when the governments had their accord with the aliens, the aliens did say to them, "This part of the moon should not be." <laughs> explored <laughs> you know <laughs> i know they've got an agreement i know the aliens and the government's got an agreement i don't care what anyone says them lot are in cahoots yeah <laughs> they not explore region four five <laughs> holy shit man no. it's so it's funny true. it's true it's true man it's true what i love about this though if you have a look at the poster check this out it on the poster it says there's a reason why there's a reason we've never gone back to the moon <laughs> you see i love it i love it and the moon is ours. <laughs> telling you the aliens like leave us it's well, our listen, moon i listen oh by the way before you kind of carry on with this there's a Harvard professor who came out a couple of days ago who just said that apparently aliens visited us in 2017. I did not even know about this. There was this actual rock or something that was found somewhere. And he's saying that that was aliens that visited us. This Harvard, 
Harvard professor. This is Harvard like university, which is one of the top universities in the world. And there's a professor who's saying this. Are you serious? Yes. From Vega. It says the object in question traveled toward our solar system from the direction of Vega, a nearby star 25 light years away. And this happened oh. on the seventh, uh, the 6th of September in 2017. How can they travel from Vega to here? 26, 20, how many light years? 26 light years. Yeah. And it, this happened in, and the object was seen in 2017. So, oh, gosh. And it was dubbed Umaumawa. Umaumawa. Hmm. That's mad. Yeah. If that's but, true, that's, that's crazy. But to, 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 to get here, to like 27 light years away is not no short distance. That takes, uh, in the fastest rockets, that would take, I can't even do the calculations, like take thousands of years in the fastest rockets. I mean, it's just, how does someone travel that distance? A light year itself, like the distance of light, that light will travel in a year. It's just mad. 187,000 miles per second. And you're doing that for a year. Imagine traveling that fast for a year. Oh, and that's just one light year. Imagine two, three, four, five, mate. Madness, madness. <laughs> See, this is it. This is why we've never been to the moon, folks, because exactly. you know, all these things. So, yeah, so that's Apollo 18. Uh, that one's from 10 years ago. Uh, from 15 years ago, Ice Age yeah. 2, Devaldo. I, I saw the Ice. first one. I haven't seen the second one, I'll be honest. <laughs> I ain't seen any of them. Ice Age 2, <laughs> The Meltdown. So, oh my gosh. all these films got like a link to our main uh, movie review. So, you uh, just uh, let us know what the link is on uh, social media. We'll send you that Rakuten movie code so you can win a movie to watch in your own home. Yep. So, yeah, so this one, Ice Age 2, The Meltdown. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to go through this one real quick. It's got John Liguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Queen Latifah too. But, yeah, this one's about, uh, obviously, the Ice Age, you know, uh, creatures, bully, woolly mammoths, all that kind of stuff, and how they are, you know, I guess... Uh, negotiating the earth going through changes, you know, because uh, the ice age was very, very perilous for a lot of creatures. A lot of creatures were wiped out when, the, you know, the ice age happened. And, you know, every now and then, then earth has to refresh, isn't it? Mm. So, uh, but yeah, that's it. Nice animation for kids, not too heavy, but uh, yeah, ice yeah. age too. And if you're looking for something that will give you a bit of chills... Check out this next one from 20 years ago, 2001, Ghosts of Mars. John Carpenter, we are fans of John Carpenter on the show. I mean, we like a lot of his movies, The Fog, uh, the, the Thing, obviously, They Live. I mean, Big Trouble yeah. in China, man. He's made some great movies. And he made this movie back in 2001. Uh, Natasha Henstridge, Ice Cube, Jason Statham. Oh, my yeah, gosh, yeah. I man. I didn't realise that. I totally forgot about that. Jason Statham, Pam Greer, she's in it as well, Jackie mm. Brown. And, um, yeah, so this is kind of like, you know, a John Carpenter movie, a horror movie, but in space. Ghosts of Mars, in Mars. So imagine the shit that's going to go down over there. But, um, yeah, Devout, I watched this film, like, it probably was, like, 2001. I can't even remember it. yeah. I think I saw this one ages ago, but it's, uh, it's literally set 200 years in the future. 2176, Martian police uh, unit is sent to pick up a highly dangerous criminal at a remote mining post. And upon arriving, the cops find out that the post uh, has become a crazy place. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> there's, uh, there's some ghosts and all kinds of mad shit going on there. But yeah, it's set like quite a lot of time in the future when... Uh, it looks like, you know, humans have managed to habitate or, habit or inhabit, I should say, 
uh, you know, Mars, because that's the that's the next best place according to science that you know that humans could possibly inhabit if uh, they can get it right. So mm, interesting one. Yeah, interesting um, all right, next up, Star Trek First Contact 25 years ago. Now, this is the um, the Star Trek The Next Generation crew. This is their one. And just remind me, is this the one with Tom Hardy in this one? Oh, First Contact, I believe. No, oh, it, it might not be. It might no, not I be think then. It's, 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 I think Insurrection, I think, is the one you're looking for. Oh, right. Okay, okay, it's okay. A okay, okay. It's a different one. But yeah, you're right. He was in one of them, wasn't he? He yeah. was in one of them, yeah. Star Trek. So Star Trek First Contact is yeah when obviously it is what it is they make first they make contact with aliens don't they yeah they do yeah and it's it's uh it's the next year like i said it's, it's the next generation uh like picard and and Riker were number one yeah <laughs> and uh data data oh my gosh <laughs> that, man. that name is exactly what it does in a tin but uh yeah so the borg traveled back in time uh intent on preventing earth's first contact with an alien species uh, and obviously, you know, so the Borg, the Borg are, they're, they're the ones that assimilate, aren't they? They're the ones That's that resistance. All, all of them are connected. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Resistance is futile and they get Picard, they get him. At, but they, and then, oh, yeah. and then insurrection is the whole kind of, he has flashbacks of it. And I think insurrection, mm. in one of these movies, it does link up to, um, one of the uh, the episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I remember that, and that was pretty cool. But yeah, man, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. And um, yeah, so uh, Star Trek: First Contact. Oh. They made quite a few. I think they did. They did quite a few. They did Insurrection, yeah. First Contact, and um, I think maybe there was another one as well. Um, Star Trek: Generations. Do you remember that? The old Star Trek crew meet the new oh, Star Trek crew. <laughs> <laughs> they meet up man um, and talking about the old crew in our last movie of that we're going to speak about is Star Trek 6 The Undiscovered Country so this is 30 years ago and this is the old original Star Trek crew so William Shatner Lennon Nimoy you got uh, I can't remember what the other actors like Bones you got Scotty you got all those guys yeah, DeForest Kelly, that's his name. That's, that's McCoy. It, McCoy. And Jane Doohan is Scotty. And you know what? He's not even, he wasn't even Scottish. Are you serious? Oh, he wasn't was he even, I think it was Canadian. Irish I think it was Canadian. He's Canadian? Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. That's crazy. I know. I know it's crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah, got, it's got 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72 on IMDb. And um, yeah, so it's oh, kind King of. Patrol was in it. Oh, right. Sex in the City. Sex in the City. <laughs> mm. Damn, okay. That's it, the Klingons. Yeah. I think that one is the one with the Klingons in it. So yeah, there's some shit going on with the Klingons over there. So listen, look, folks, like, as Deval mentioned, there's a connection to our movie that we're going to speak about, our film review. And this is um, a new George, George Clooney movie. So this is called The Midnight Sky. It was released on the 23rd. 3rd of December the 22nd or the 23rd of December is around about then and um, you know obviously we watched it and um, we're going to speak about that right now so first things first it's been a while Devado since George Clooney's directed a movie hasn't it yeah what was it was it Siriano or was that was that uh, was that uh, was that him yes was that, that was him. Siriano that, okay yeah. I keep I keep getting that mixed up with Argo Argo was uh, 
Batman, Batman wasn't it? Was Batman? The, yeah, that, that's right. And the thing is, right? He, but he, I'm pretty sure he's been behind, like his production company's been behind, like you know, some movies. But I think this is the first time that he's made. He's only made a few movies, and I think like what you said about Syriana, and I think he made another movie called Good Night and Good Luck and something. So a lot of people were, um, you know, he, his movies when he directs them, he I think they do pretty well. I think it was, I think it was nominated for an Oscar, one of his movies as well. Uh, and I know for a fact that the people who act in his movies, they get nominated for Oscar as well. So he kind of yeah. picks these, these kind of like heartfelt movies, these deep movies, these profound movies, and there's kind of like, you know, a clear message in them. And in this movie, he plays uh, a scientist. He's kind of old. He's kind of, um, you know, he's, he's kind of weathering the storm. And I say storm because he's hold up in like is it the the north pole i can't remember is it the north pole i think the arctic circle so i think that's yeah same thing i think yeah so he's holed up in the arctic circle and he appears to be like you know the only person there and he's kind of in control of this kind of the station and he's there trying to send a message to anyone out in space and the message is we, we've all been decimated. There's no one alive or we're, we're, all ba we're basically fucked. That is basically his <laughs> message. And there's one crew that are traveling in space. They're making their way back to, to planet Earth. And George Clooney's role is to basically stop those people from coming back to space because there is nothing to come back to because the Earth has been covered in some some kind of, you know, Arctic uh, snow or some sort of radiation or, or whatever it is. I can't remember exactly what it is. So, yeah, so the movie is about him, you know, living in isolation and about these people who are up in space trying to make it back and then obviously George Clooney his life on the station and you know you get some flashbacks to his life as when he was young and you know about this marriage that he had and he kind of failed at that marriage and he kind of failed at being a dad and it's this kind of story about him having living with regret I would say as well and the people out in space they are living with hope because uh, David and Felicity Jones, they're a married couple, they're scientists, they're obviously astronauts, but they're going to be having, you know, a child together. So they're, they're obviously hoping that, you know, they're coming back to Earth and they're going to kind of bring up this child. Whereas the reality is on Earth, there is nothing on Earth, you know, so there's this kind of juxtaposition going on over there. So that's how the movie plays out. And Devout, I mean, I've got to tell you, I was I was expecting more, if, if, if I'm being honest. Oh, okay. I was expecting more. It's a slow burner. You know, there are some kind of like nice moments in the movie, kind of like the scenery, the cinematography is great. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, we focus on George Clooney's life. You know, he's not in the best of health, but he's trying to do as much as he can to save humanity because that's what he wants. He he wants basically to save humanity, right? Yeah, you know, he does. And uh, you can see he's, really, he's personally really invested and obviously we're not going to spoil one of the reasons why he's personally invested in trying to, you know, communicate with this crew. Uh, there are a few like, you know, like, t like twists and, you know, things that unearth themselves that you think, Oh, okay. But yeah, I know you mean, like, I, I did expect a bit more from this film as well. But as I started, as I, as I was watching it, I realized that I thought this might be a bit more of a, I don't know, not action, but I thought, I thought there might be a bit more of something, but then I realized, I think what the film was, maybe I don't know maybe what he set it out to be which was like a a film about connection really or something mm. like that you know 
family connection or people connection, connecting with people at a time of your, at a time of most sort of low, like how deep impact was the sentimental version of, of uh, Armageddon. Armageddon. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> for me, obviously, you know, like my science in it. And for me, one of the things yeah. I really liked about this film was the fact that they talked about like science in trying, they kind they tried to be realistic and try to be, uh, you know, real with the science about, you know, Jupiter's moons and stuff like that. And, but they, the, the thing that they did do that I didn't like was they made up a, a moon, K23. Oh. Which they said they called it an undiscovered moon because there, there is no moon, K23, uh, around Jupiter. Uh, the, 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 the moons that are the most sort of uh, common, the biggest moons are like Io, uh, Ganymede, Callisto, and uh, Europa which we'll quickly talk about afterwards as well. But uh, the moon K23 that they spoke about really, really resembles the current moon Io, which is a moon that is, uh, it's like, it's a bit of a weird one because this moon is in between, the, the, when it goes down, the, the orbit uh, is between two other moons. And uh, Io is one of the most volcanic uh, objects in the solar system. There's like volcanoes happening every minute on Io, like really wow. mad volca- volcanic, you know, uh, occurrences. And people thought, you know, why is that the case? But then they realized it's because of the orbit around Jupiter and the gravity that is exerted around the orbit when it goes past the other moons and also goes obviously going past Jupiter. And the gravity from these other uh, bodies, you know, is massaging Io. So Io is quite uh, malleable. And the insides, the internals of, of, of Io are quite, uh, it's all rocky. And with the friction continuously going past other, you know, other objects, it causes heat, it causes movement. And that's what causes all the volcanic sort of eruptions. And that's what they try to liken to this new uh, moon that was discovered, K23. Mm. But they're saying that this moon wasn't as treacherous. They're saying that the the moon has got its own sort of, atmosphere and it's you know it's kind of warm and it's because of these this internal geological sort of you know happenings uh so it's kind of similar in a in a in a in in some respects to io but not not so treacherous so i kind of see where they were going with that uh but then yeah i think the, the whole science of them you know using gravity to you know catapult to jupiter that makes sense uh, it also does make sense that in the future Earth is going to be fucked because that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, just yeah. just ask Greta Greta Thunberg or whatever oh, her man. name is. I'm sure she loved this film. <laughs> yeah, uh, so there's a lot true. of science in this that was real, and I, I liked the way they played with it. But one thing I know that was it wasn't correct, which obviously in movies you can't be 100 percent correct. Right. Is the communication when George Clooney was communicating yeah. with the ship coming from Jupiter? I mean, just. Even the moon, the moon's like 260 or 255,000 uh, uh, miles away. And to get a message to the moon and back, you know, for the message to get to the moon will take uh, like just over a second. And then for them to reply back would take, would, would take just over a second too. So there'll always be a bit of a pause if, with communications because radio waves travel at, you know, speed of light. Yeah. But if you're, if you're near Jupiter or Mars or wherever it is and you're coming back and you're communicating, it would take minutes for that message to go and come back. So they're not going to be talking like they're talking over the phone. Mm, but obviously in a movie, you can't, really, you can't really show that. So I kind of get it. But overall, I, I liked it more for the science. I liked yeah. the, the sort of family connect, 
I don't want to spoil anything, but the connection between the characters and, you know, it was it was okay. It wasn't great, but I still think it's worth worth a watch. Better than Wonder Woman, guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, yeah exactly. Yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> better, better than, Wonder, than Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. I do like the way George, yeah, George Clooney looks very down and out, which I've not really seen him that, that way in a long time. Well, ever really. So, yeah, exactly. something different. So, something different, isn't it? Uh, one of his movies was on the other uh, on TV the other day called Three Kings, which is a movie that I love. Is made in 1999. I, really like that film. I yeah. love that movie. And then just I was watching that, and then obviously when you see him in something like you know Midnight Sky, it, it's like you know there is a stark difference. And you know the movie, it kind of he, he looks weathered, doesn't he? He looks old. He looks frail, yeah. and he's like yeah. you know the journey that he has to make and stuff like that. You know to try and save him money. Yeah, you're right about the whole connection thing. And yeah, I hadn't looked at it like that actually. And obviously, coming from this pandemic right now, where we need as much connection as possible. Yeah, it's really interesting mm. that you said that. So in that regards, it's good. But I, I think what I was kind of expecting was maybe a bit more of like I don't know some some life, some verve, and because some of his <laughs> movies are. Like when you think about Syriana and when you think about kind of the other movies that he's been in, kind of like Gravity, yeah. mm. you know, there's kind oh, of yeah. like you kind of like a bit more action in that. But yeah, like on the whole, like Deval said, you know, better than Wonder Woman. So if there's a choice of watching Midnight Sky or Wonder Woman, watch, watch uh, Midnight Sky or watch our hidden gem, which we're going to speak about, which is mm. called the Europa Report, Deval. Yeah, we hardly ever really, you know, we don't really bring up hidden gems more than once because there's so many hidden gems out there. But this one is so relevant to Midnight yeah. Sky. It's like, it's almost like, you know, two of the same type of films just done in different ways. But I'll quickly speak about this one. I'll also direct you to our YouTube uh, channel as well because we've got a good uh, hidden gem uh talk about Europa Report, which has yeah. garnered quite a lot of discussion. Even to this day, we posted that over two years ago and people are still talking about it. So Europa Report is a really good hidden gem. The ratings aren't that high, but it's quite interesting. But Europa Report is a 2013 movie starring Ch- Choplo. What's his name again? Choplo. Choplo no, Shalti. Sh- uh, yeah. Charlton Copley. Copley. That's the one, yeah. The one from, uh, he's been in uh, a few films. He's been in, uh, what's that film that he's in again? Uh, District, District 9, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's one. And yeah, Chappie. so he's in that one. He stars in it. But yeah, this Europa Report is about uh, a science uh, mission to Jupiter's moon. Again, Jupiter, Europa. And Europa is a planet that is uh, literally ice. It is ice, ice, ice. <clears throat> it's got a thick, thick layer of ice. I think it's about, oh, I think, I swear it's miles. It's about three miles, I think, of ice. It's really thick ice. But the thing about Europa that makes it so special is that beneath the thick ice is a massive ocean. We mentioned about the tidal, the tidal massaging or the tidal movements of planets when they're doing their orbits. And because of that, under the ice, there's a, there's a bit of heat being generated from the orbits. So there's a massive ocean of free-flowing water. And scientists say that the ocean in Europa is more than all the oceans in, on Earth. So imagine that there's a lot of water and earth is two thirds water and the water or the oceans are one of the most unexplored things, you know, or places on earth. So imagine another ocean in the solar system that that's unexplored, that could have some sort of some kind of life, who knows, but in this film, they go over there to try and explore the, the oceans of Europa. They use a really sophisticated drilling technique where 
you know, they drill down underneath the, the ice and go into the oceans and explore and see what's going on there. And all I can say is they find a lot more than they bargained for. But it is a, it's a real life thing that's going to happen in the near future. They're already planning to get to Europa in, in, in Jupiter's moon. They're already planning to go to Triton, one of, uh, I think it's Saturn's moons that has a li- you know, liquid uh, methane uh, oceans on that planet. Uh, there's, I think if they're going to find life, it's going to be in one of these moons. So, you know, there's, there's a lot going on when it comes to sort of, uh, you know, space exploration. I think the planets are not where it is. I think Mars is the only place where, you know, possible, you know, habitation and stuff like that. But apart from that, it's the moons. The only thing they've got to contend with is Jupiter is the the, the possible radiation uh, that Jupiter emits is and the it? magnetic. Yeah, because Jupiter's got a massive magnetic uh, sort of, magnetosphere and magnetic uh, radiation and all sorts because there's no Jupiter so big and it, you know it, it, it orbits so quickly I think Jupiter orbits or rotates sorry I think 10, 10 hours it takes to rotate I think so it's something really quick so it whips up a lot of a lot of magnetism and all kinds of particles and stuff like that so even if there could be some sort of you know possibility of going to one of those moons you're going to have to need some some crazy shielding to protect you from not just Jupiter's, uh, you know, all the all the particles and stuff, but from the sun as well, which is going to be a bit less because it's yeah. far away. But still, there's all, all kinds of things that can bombard you if you're not protected. So there's a lot. But yeah, Europa Report is a decent film. If you're going to go and watch a, if you want to watch a double bill of, you know, going to space and trying to, you know, spark up life or in, inhabit another another celestial object, watch these two back to back and tell us or let us know which one you prefer. Both very different films, but both have very similar objectives. So, yeah, go give that one a watch, guys. Definitely. Directed by an Ecuadorian guy, actually. I've something, Cordero. I can't remember what is his. Uh, ah, Sebast- Sebastian. Go. Sebastian Cordero. And listen, just, I, I thought, it, you know, the... the the visuals on this, it, the guy who direct, uh, did the cinematography for 127 hours did the cinematography for this one. And it's like, you know, you, the visual style is really, really great. And movies like Moon come to mind as well. Um, oh. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. So go check it out. And obviously check out our YouTube page and um, let us know what you think. All right. So, Deval, I think that's all we've got time for. Yep, definitely. Guys, peace out. Look out for our... Uh, what's coming up next in 2021. Going to have a whole lot of fun. (laughs) Don't know why I said that. (laughs) All right. uh, Have a good one, folks, and we will see you next week. Peace out. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just pop in the Flixsters podcast.